Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Joey here, a little under the weather, but pressing on anyway. Uh, Miles, any afflictions currently, or we're doing good? I'm just bloody exhausted, but you know, I'm in good health otherwise. Mm, hold on to the bloody thought. We're going to address that in a second. Uh, uh, Steve. I'm doing okay. Tired as usual, but that's I think that's my MO. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that is your brand. Um, I mentioned bloody after Miles mentioned it because we both made a purchase um, yesterday <laughs> as we record this. That um, We just want to put some put it, the bug in everyone's head, so we'll see what happens. Um, what is this, like a month ago or something? One of the random starts to the podcast we did where we talked about our pops our funko pops yeah um we have we have both made the same purchase uh we both bought a american psycho patrick bateman one um it's a soda one i guess they come in soda cans sometimes now i, I don't know why but sure. yeah this will be my first of the soda can ones but i've seen them around yeah, yeah i know they exist i didn't really know what they meant I was like is there an actual soda and then when i realized it wasn't i became less interested but for this one it was it was interesting um, because as an added bonus, so it's it's Bateman with an axe and the the plastic bag of uh, tarp over him. So cool figure. Um, it's a limited edition one. It didn't cost anything more than the regular. It's just their gimmick. But one in six people will get what they call it the chaser version. Yeah. So he'll be covered in blood when he's running around. So he'll be post axe murder. So two of us. It's not one in six, but. Maybe one of us will get it, so stay, stay tuned to see if either one of us gets a bloody Patrick Bateman. Oh, I just realized it'll be the blood of Jared Leto, so now I'm really hoping I get it. There you go. <laughs> That's true. Paul Allen. Back when, when Jared, Les- Jared Leto underacted. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Um, what was the, There was something else about Jared Leto recently that... I don't remember what it was, but someone else made a weird like, oh, this means it's about Jared Leto. And like, oh, no. Um, And I don't remember what it was. But that's, uh, you know, he's commonly exhausting to people. So, you know, I'm sure it won't be the last we speak of him, even though he doesn't have a movie in the running for a change. So that'll save us that conversation. But we have a couple of things to talk about. Let's do a question first. Let's do uh, our weekly uh, Filmaholic face-off. Ryan, uh, coming off of our Viola Davis one last week, which we'll, we'll double back to because we're going to talk about the Woman King in a few minutes. Uh, today, kind of tying into See How They Run, Searsha Ronin Edition, which I assume no one else saw See How They Run. I, I saw the box office, so I'm I have not. fairly confident neither of you saw it. No. I do want to, but I have not. No. It's cute. It's like it's not anything special, and it probably didn't do it any favors that I saw uh, Glass Onion like a week after that. But as a, uh, like, kind of a romp, it's adorable. She's easily the highlight. Uh, let's talk about some other things where she's potentially the highlight. The Way Back or Hannah? Um, Hannah for me. I don't even know if I've seen The Way Back, but the fact that I well, possibly you... have kind of speaks volumes. Yeah, it says a lot that it's like, Oh, the way back. No, not the Ben Affleck one. Oh, the way, way back. No, not the Sam Rockwell one. Yeah, I, I did have to do that mental calculus real quick to figure out which one she was in. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's whatever. But Hannah is like legitimately great. So Hannah. Yeah, 
No, Hannah's a banger. Steve? Yeah, Hannah as well. Yeah, Hannah's great. Hannah holds up. Hannah might be my favorite Drew Wright movie. I was just thinking that. It could very easily be. Yeah. I, I It's the one that made me think he could do a Bond movie, which when I interviewed him for Cyrano, I kind of mentioned, and he was like, I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> good no, on it's, him. It's good to know where you're at. Yeah, I think he's like, I think you guys don't realize I don't want to make the gun movies. I did one. And mostly there was just te- uh, preteen girl kicking ass. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, next up. So yeah, it's a sweep by Hannah. Mary, Queen of Scots or Ammonite? Ugh. On both counts. Yeah, I don't know that I have anything strong to say about either. Come to think of it, both. I didn't see Ammonite. So I think I'm going to go Mary, Queen of Scots by default. But oh boy, not huh. because I have any strong feelings towards it. Sure. Steve? I'm going to go Mary, Queen of Scots as well. And I actually enjoyed that much more than I, I was surprised people's middling you know, takes on it. I mean, it's it's. I I would say it's at least upper middle. It's not a terrible film, but uh, but it seems like people disagree with me. I mean, that was a a mixed reaction. I'm gonna go Ammonite, even though both are mediocre mixed. I don't know. I guess Ammonite. I had less complaints about. It just was like this should be better, considering these two actresses are terrific and. I don't know. I, I with Ammonite, I never felt the like heat that you're supposed to feel in that movie. It's a it's a it's a real slow burn. Mary Queen of Scots just kind of like laid there for me, and and she's fine. But it, I I guess Margot Robbie's the highlight, but I, I it's not one of my favorite performances of hers. So I'll go Ammonite. The Grand Budapest Hotel with the French Dispatch. This is my personal hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's gotta be Grand Budapest. I love both of these films. Uh, they're probably my two favorite Wes Anderson films. Um, but, uh, Grand Budapest is just a masterpiece of a movie. And I think she gets a bit more to do in it overall. Sure. Steve. I'm going to follow Miles lead again. Grand Budapest. Uh, it's a sweep because I don't like the French dispatch and I do like Grand Budapest. I don't love it, but it, it was one of those ones where was like, yo, this is, this is fine. So, of course, when I said it's fine, it gets nominated for Best Picture. So, you know, just tie, minus 10, whatever whatever they say, and that's what I say about it. Or, you know, multiply in my case. Um, and also, yeah, she does have more to do. I, I, I think outside of maybe uh, Jeffrey Wright, and even I'm not like super high in that performance, I, I wouldn't say the acting in the French Dispatch is really what you're uh, paying the most attention to. Even though it is maybe one of its biggest casts. Yep. Think so. I mean, they're all huge. We could. That's a. That's an article that's not fun. Someone can write like which which cast is the biggest. Um, F- French Dispatch, I will say, probably is the one that gives more people the least to do. Like, there's more than one person in that movie who their role is turns to camera. Oh, totally. Like Christoph Waltz yeah. shows up for like maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, turns the camera, and that's his role. <laughs> that's his character. Uh, Ladybird. Uh, what's his character? Then turns to role. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Lady Bird or Little Women? I need to rewatch Lady Bird. It didn't leave as much of a mark on me when I saw it as everyone else did, and I just kind of chalked it up as a not-for-me kind of thing. But I really liked Little Women, uh, and I think it's probably my favorite performance of hers. So uh, that's where I'm going to go. All right. Uh, I'm the opposite. I I enjoyed Little Little Women. It was... 
I mean, there's there's a lot to appreciate in it. Um, oh, you know what? Thinking about it. Oh, you know what? In real time. I'm, yeah, in real time. You know what? Yeah, I don't think about performances like this. I didn't, I didn't expect to be reviewing her career. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go Little Women. Actually, I, I, I think she's sure. great in Lady Bird, but I, I did enjoy the, uh, the interpretation of the character in Little Women and, and what she did with it. So let's go with that. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, it's Lady Bird for me by far. Um, Little Women I appreciated more than I liked. Just because it's not a story that I connect to, it's not a complaint. It's just so her uh, Greta Gerwig given the the playing with time with that was was interesting, but that was and the acting is all good. But uh, Lady Bird, I love. Like I connected with that movie a lot, and it has remained um, one that like I found it on TV a couple times recently and watched in pieces, and it, and it still hits. Um, I'm actually curious. Has Kelly seen it? I don't think so. That would no, be an interesting. That'd be an interesting one to watch. Like, obviously, uh, as we we definitely haven't seen week, it together. So, yeah. well, like I said, we're going to talk about next week that your your October is going to be pretty full of things you oh, guys yeah. are watching <laughs> together. But either if you need a like a palate cleanser, well, you don't. But if she needs a palate cleanser in October or post October, um, that would be an interesting like couples watch. See how, see what you think. Sure. Yeah, and uh, finally, Atonement or Brooklyn. Wow. Um, yeah, Brooklyn is also one of those ones that just kind of falls in the not for me camp. Um, I don't have any problem with it. It just, it's not a story I connected with in any way. Um, Atonement, I mean, that's her breakout role and for a good reason. It's got some issues, especially as it goes along, but on the whole and especially for her performance, I would definitely go Atonement. All right. Steve? Uh, Brooklyn is completely for me. It's one of my favorite films of that year and possibly my favorite performance of hers. Um, and Atonement is great, but I don't, I, I think more of the technical aspects of that and the, uh, yeah, and, the, the uh, and, and the art the direction the and all that. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, that's where my mind goes when I think of that film. Uh, but although I was blown away by it, I, I do remember being really impressed with a film that I didn't think I was going to enjoy all that much. Yeah, but Brooklyn, though, is a stuffy costume piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brooklyn, though, I don't know. I just there's a sweetness to it. And I think uh, that's when I first realized how, how great she was. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, they're both close for me. I think I'll go Atonement just as the overall slightly stronger thing. Brooklyn, I liked, but I I think I was like a step down from everyone. And like, I have no complaints. It's lovely. Um, but I didn't. I didn't fall quite as hard in love with it as as people did. Not in not in a way that you know. Sometimes when people love stuff that you don't, it's mild. You I don't want to say bugged because people like what they like. Mm-hmm. But when it gets the acclaim that it does, sometimes you're like, well, I know what it's getting instead of, and I wish that weren't the case. Yeah, I didn't have that. But it's it's in that realm of like things where you're like, oh, you could have been nominating. I don't remember what else. like that was the year of. The Martian and Spotlight, like oh, it's not, it's not a one-to-one. Like oh, Anomalisa could have gotten nominated. It's not the same film and, and the same kind of running, but that could have been the thing. I, I never felt that way. I was like, all right, cool, not the one that I would have voted for, but all good, and uh, takes nothing away from it. But it's it's cool. 
so yeah, she's she's actually the highlight of See How They Run. So anyone who's thinking of seeing that, it's a lovely little movie. Nothing like too special. But she is like the overly earnest, like not quite like simple minded, but she has a running gag where she basically, as soon as there's like any tiny bit of evidence, moves to arrest someone for the murder. <laughs> and it's consistently amusing. It they, sounds I think good. they played that up in the trailer. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend people seeing it who are fans of hers. Uh, so last week we talked about Viola Davis movies. I mentioned a little bit about The Woman King. Miles, you have since seen The Woman King. Would you like to chime in on The Woman King? I would. Um, I thought The Woman King was terrific. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, I think your description last week of uh, sort of like an old school war film is very apt. It definitely has that same feel as like a Dances with Wolves or Last Samurai or what have you. Um, yeah, it's very classical in its, in its methodology and execution. Although, uh, unlike those movies, there's no, like, you know, white savior self-insert fan fiction character of, oh, I'm the best at this, you know, native people's way of doing things. No, it, it no, feels no, more even, authentic than that. Yeah, they even they even sort of, I know, I know people are still complaining about it, but they even sort of address, like, the actual story, this, this particular society was involved in the slave trade, and it's not a huge focus in the movie, but... Anyone saying that it's ignoring it is they didn't watch the movie because it is a it is a notable plot point. It's just not the first thing that comes up in the movie, like in terms of its focus. Oh, totally. Well, and I, I did because I wasn't expecting them to address it at all. And so yeah. I think they did it in such a way that like, yeah, like you said, that's not the focus. That's not what it's about. But it is you can't pretend they're ignoring it either. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if the historical record maybe didn't have Viola Davis's character as like the outlier being like, this is bad. We shouldn't. Be oh no, it. totally. So in that regard, she's very much the, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, looking back on history with 2020 vision. Here's what I would have said if I were in that position kind of, yeah, role. the, 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 the two modern white female writers of the film putting their voice in, which let's be real. I don't want the movie to have the likable protagonist also be a pro-slavery. Like, I don't need that. It wouldn't make the movie better. Um, I chalk that up mainly to people wanting to complain about this movie because, you know, people love to complain. Yeah, well, they shouldn't because this is an absolutely terrific movie. Uh, it's got some of the best fight choreography I've seen all year. Uh, it's got a wonderful score. Um, the entire ensemble is A+. I think this, I would love to see this, you know, emerge as a SAG ensemble contender because I think everyone brings their A game. Uh, Viola Davis is, of course, always great and is very credible in a pretty action-heavy role. Um, I know I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation, but Thusu Mbedu, um, who's yeah, in Underground sure. Railroad, she's terrific, is sort of, she's almost more the protagonist. I mean, I think it's still Viola's movie, but... Yeah, no, she's not going supporting, but I would say... The, it's very much seen through her eyes. It, well, yeah, exactly. She's the perspective character. Um, yeah. The highlight, though, I thought by far was uh, Lashana Lynch, who I like. I've always enjoyed her well enough, but she stole the show here. I thought. Just well, she's having fun. She's having a lot of fun, but it's also, you know, we talk about like Daniel Kaluuya, for example, in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's like that's like the platonic ideal of like the supporting contender this yeah. is exactly i feel the same way about her role here because she's funny but she's engaging and she's also fierce and she has her sad moments and she has her uplifting moments it, it, it's the complete package um 
I think, I mean, John Boyega is having a hell of a good year as well between this and breaking. Yeah. Um, I think Star Wars ending is the best thing that could have happened for him. I think he would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty. I think m- many people involved in Star Wars would say that. Yeah. Um, no, I just thought it was terrific. I, I, I don't know. I think this has the potential to be a major Oscar player. It's doing decently at the box office. It's got that rare A plus cinema score. Um, you know, I mean, and it does hit a lot of, um, a lot of those beats that certainly the old school Academy would have definitely rushed to reward. Um, I'm a little skeptical that the slightly newer focused Academy will go for such a, like, classical type film but maybe but it doesn't feel as classic like the dna is classical but it doesn't necessarily feel that way i think because this isn't you know a tribe or a a society that would generally get that historical treatment especially at this budget level so i I think that does allow it to stand apart a bit yeah it's an interesting x factor and that it very easily could be at a zero nomination like it did well it's a movie people like that's it movie but it has potential. I, I, I don't know that any of the actors will get in. I don't think it's necessarily showy enough. It's not, you know, we, we joke about most acting oftentimes being a signifier. There's no most acting in this. They're all playing the roles pretty solidly and, and without a ton of flash. But um, the SAG ensemble you mentioned, I would not sleep on that. And that would maybe be the fuel it needs to be a, a picture contender. I, I don't know. Um, by the way, um, we might be doing an interview with the choreographer of the film. Got to figure out who's available for that. But that is a thing we've been contacted about and are interested in because, yeah, it is pretty, pretty solid. And like without being unrealistic, like pretty good fight choreography. It's there's not a lot to complain about the, about the film. I didn't love all the like secondary plot beats. I didn't well, so all that. But that's what I was going to say. The one critique I would have is. There were two subplots that just kind of, they got a bunch of screen time, but I don't think they really added anything. Um, One of them was the sort of half-white love interest guy. Yeah, didn't need that at all. Portuguese Fabio. Yeah, like didn't add anything to the movie. His own- Except like 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, his plot thread like didn't really have a very interesting payoff. And I I don't know, it just, you could have done without that entirely. And then there's also- um, John Boyega's character has a wife who's played by the mayor from the Batman. And she has this whole thing where she's kind of scheming and trying to, you know, you know, uh, get out from under Viola Davis's, um, you know, influence. Sure. But her scheming is also like, we don't really know what she's up to and they never really tell us. Well, no, they don't. It's not clear what she's for besides like just having influence and being ambitious but like it it, it it doesn't pay off in any meaningful way regardless no it just seemed like we uh, like a writer's tool of we need someone to be against her just well, so, exactly like, but it yeah. does it never once feels like oh he might actually consider this no he's very clearly like no you're my wife shut up and you're like well i don't also love that element of this like here's our no, super progressive society uh... as he hushes his wife several times but it's well, but it, he's also not, got 13 really... of them, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this, this one gets to talk, but he doesn't listen to her. Like, those were the things where you're like, ah, I don't know, maybe get back to the, the the A plot. Like, this is not doing you any favors, but they're not significant enough to matter. It's more just those were the moments where like, oh, this is a good movie, not a great movie. To exactly. Me, no, I, I, I would agree with that. But then I think all the rest of it, like all the boot camp type stuff and all yeah, the stuff, stuff where they're great. out on a mission, like – 
oh my god like there's there's some rah-rah cheer moments in here for sure yeah whether it's whether it's just a like really well done mainstream movie which is it's i think it's a goal it certainly succeeds beyond that i mean we'll see i i i i I don't know how hard they're planning to think about that beyond like get past this week and next week so you know stage one complete so who knows uh that kind of calculus you never know because we'll, as we transition to another topic um some places just don't know what the hell they're doing like um the film commission in india let's say um let me steve let me ask you a question let's say right. you were in charge of selecting a film you were you were the the president of hollywood right india edition <laughs> all and right that's me you have three films you can choose from mm-hmm. you have uh like an, an art film well-regarded, uh, let's say, I, I don't know anything about these other two films. Let's call it, like, Indian Causeway, the the Jennifer Lawrence movie I saw at TIFF. That was, like, love, you know, good and, like, solid and probably a little too small for Oscar consideration. Okay. And then you have, like, your mainstream, solid, like, didn't do crazy business as well-liked movie. And then you have um, Black Panther, let's say, <laughs> as your third option. Which one are you picking? Um, do I care about the Oscars? That's, that's my question. Well, I mean, that is an interesting, <laughs> you have, you have, you have hit on because a, Indian cinema is not really reliant on Hollywood. That is true. Um, do we know offhand how many times India has been nominated for the, the international slash foreign film Oscar? I want to say never. Well, I feel like I read somewhere that it's never, which is why it's mind blowing that like the closest thing they've probably ever had to like an international sensation slam dunk, at least yeah. again, if it was eligible, it would have been nominated for sure. Right. It would have made the bake off the long list, whatever you want to call that, that like yeah. narrow down the 12, it would have gotten there because enough people have seen it. Now the quirk of it all is it's committees. So it's definitely not a movie for everyone in the Academy. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking of someone who loves, like, Amour and uh, Cold War, you know, likes their, their international cinema-specific way, I don't know that RRR is your thing. But if you are just like, oh, this is a banger, this is a good movie, you would think it would make the five. I, I would never have assumed it would win. Not like, necessarily, but I think it definitely... I think just the fact that so much... It's being talked about so much this oh, yeah. year and I like mean, consistently since it came out. Yeah. If we assume that like the top, like I'll, I'll throw a, a completely hypothetical lineup in. Let's say RR had made it. So it's that. It's Bardo. I think Bardo is probably the surest thing just based on like the money factor. It can kind of like force its way in. Um, I guess decision to leave like that instead of broker got got picked. Mm-hmm. Um, South Korea. Yeah, and then there's a couple of countries still to decide, but like, for example, EO, the one about the donkey, mm-hmm. seems to be really well-liked, and um, the Palm Door winner, close. I'm not, I'm not the not the Palm Door winner, but um, the one that came close that A24 picked up called Close. Yeah. That, um, that seems like a sort of watch out for that one, maybe in more categories type thing. Um, no, because the Palm Door winner is trying a little sadness, and that's a whole other story. You know, I don't know that I, I think RR might have even been fifth of those five, but it certainly would be an interesting lineup. And now you you basically just gave away that chance. So so here's my I, my question. Have you seen the nom- the the film they submitted? 
So apparently no one has. Okay. So from what I understand, there were three movies up for debate, one of which was well-liked, but was the equivalent, of, like I said, a smaller like indie film mm-hmm. or the you know Indian equivalent. And the other film is, is just, do you remember, what was it? Was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year, right? Was it Spain that picked the Javier Bardem like workplace movie that no one saw instead of a much bigger film that everyone was hoping for? I think it was last year. Yeah, I don't remember what the film was that didn't get picked, but this happens. Wasn't times. it? Um, uh, what's it called that Penelope Cruz got nominated for? Oh yeah, was was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why am I blanking? Um, parallel mother. There's yeah. also a Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Year, right? Yep, exactly. That where they nominated Lim is instead. Yeah. Well, there's so there's politics obviously involved in these, and like obviously co-productions and stuff. M- my guess is maybe the whole like it's not a Bollywood film. Well, it's Maybe Hollywood, against first it. of all. Exactly. Like, I don't know who makes the decision. You know, we, we obviously don't have that situation here. We don't have a committee that, that submits films for things. You know, like my joke about the president of Hollywood, there isn't that guy. So I don't know what the Indian Film Commission, if I mean, mm-hmm. if that's even what they're called, um, thinks of that. They may be like, fuck them. And they just were never going to pick it. But I don't know. That was, that's very much cutting your nose to spite your face. Yeah. So wait, you're saying that's not a that's not a Bollywood film. That's a Hollywood film. Our, our, no, it's a no, Hollywood it's a... film. Oh, okay. They're like yeah, they're so... like five different film industries in India. Bollywood is just the most well known of them. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I'm not well versed so, in that. So, but I... so Bollywood is the the Hindi speaking one. RRR is from the Telugu speaking area, which is more South India. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I and I only know about this because I love the film and I did a yeah, bunch of yeah. research. I, I have a lot of friends, uh, Indian friends, and I'd love to get their take on it because when I mean Indian friends, I mean a lot of them are straight from India and now live in the United States. Yeah, my, my best friend's wife was born in India. Yeah. yeah, so I'd be curious to to see what their take is because I'm sure there is politics involved because it can't just be ignoring, you know, the, it it was a sensation. It's uh, it was everywhere and it transcended beyond. I'm gonna assume it's. Some combination of the filmmaker whose film got picked is probably a, a national favorite in some way. Mm-hmm. One. Two, some sort of bias against RRR as being a not fully national film. Whatever words they would use to, you know, their own version of coded language. And uh, and three, they just, I don't, maybe there's some degree of like, oh, this is what we should do. Well, don't tell us what to do. Well, that's that's kind of – I think that factors in as well. We I, I don't know, but I can understand that because they're – you know, there's a there's a lot of pride in, in the, the films they're producing out there. Sure. I mean the, the co – the thing the thing that I think torpedoes other films sometimes is the co-production of it all. You know, like um, – so uh, films set in Iran are never nominated from Iran, right? They're always they're always financed elsewhere, and they get nominated from the country they finance. Like what is it? Um, Holy Spider this year, right? That is made by an Iranian filmmaker, but I think would be like Denmark's nominee or something like that. There's there's I don't I may be getting the countries wrong, but there's quirks like that. I don't believe that's a factor here because obviously it's not coming from another country. The money, but that is sometimes the thing. Like what with um, was it Broker? Well, yeah, broker. broker, it could have been submitted by either South Korea or Hong Kong, I want to say. Um, and Decision to Leave was um, South Korea and Japan, maybe, or something like, like there's There's a couple, a couple of films that are, it could be two countries. You know, sometimes you see this with um, a filmmaker 
who, uh, um, what the hell, um, a hero last year. I interviewed him. Why can't I remember his Askar name? Askar Farhadi? There you go. Farhadi, Farhadi, yeah. So when he made, um, was it The Past? The one with um, Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz? Like that was set in Spain or Portugal or something like that. And that could have been submitted there. Like there's there's those quirks a lot of times. Um, but that's, I'm pretty sure, not the case here. It's just they made a baffling decision. That's the thing. It's as if people feel they didn't read the room well. Or as if they had no idea how well received the film was i think there's more at play here i think it could be a strategic move there must be more at play here yeah otherwise if they said hey if it's more very important for us to win an oscar uh this is our best shot that's what we would have gone with but you know what it's not everyone's goal so yeah well so speaking of things at least peripheral to the oscars uh steve and i were at a movie premiere on sunday we were yeah um steve brought the brought the wife out and everything Mm mm-hmm she, or she brought well, she brought me out. I was going to say, yes. yeah. Thanks for she, being. She nice. allowed you to come. Yeah, she allowed you to come and decided to attend as well. Um, we saw Amsterdam, so Miles didn't have to. Yeah, I remember I told him about it. And he was like, because I said I, I had heard some rumors about its quality or lack thereof, and Miles was very hopeful that it was mediocre or worse, so he didn't have to see it. <laughs> um, I, I so. General consensus is pretty mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Steve and I are pretty similar, and like we were like that wasn't bad, right? Steve, go first. What did you think of the movie? Yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't bad, and I, I I was surprised by you know it seems like some people had had it out for it, and and maybe that has to do with the filmmaker. And I you know yeah at least in the discussion that that we were having that wasn't you know where I was where I was focusing. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a dense film uh, as for there's so much going on, so many creative, like, you know, colorful characters. Uh, the well, dialogue his, is his messy, like a million people talking over each other. Yeah. A lot of characters. All that thing is very vintage. David O. Russell. You, ha- just, you had to like sit there saying, and, and, and more... pay. You had to focus and pay attention because it, yeah, at, at times plot than normal. Yeah. Well, those that's the thing too is I think a lot of the plot kind of started to unfold and make sense later on in the film. So you're listening to these characters and trying to catch where they're going. But once they got there, I was like, you know what? I I enjoyed it, and there was a lot of laughs along the way. So if you can just ignore the fact that you weren't 100 percent sure where we we're going with this, um, the characters, and and also on top of that, the art direction, the costumes. Uh, you know, technically, there's a lot going for it as well. Um, and the performances too. It's got a great cast. I, I really enjoyed Michael Myers. I enjoyed uh, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale. You know, they're doing a lot of times, like almost maybe a little too much at times, like a little too much shtick. Um, and that I mean, I mean, Mike Myers is playing the character he played in Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, you know what? You know what? Well, hey, if it worked once, it, it works twice. Um, yeah. I mean, not, not not necessarily a complaint. Like he's, yeah. he's he's amusing in the movie. Yeah, he is. But it it is basically blow up the basket. It's kind of a lot. There's a lot of it that you say. It it kind of feels familiar. There's kind of also a, yeah. that's like Wes Anderson vibe to it. Um, well, you know what it was the 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 Michael Shannon, Mike Myers like. Oh, we're definitely not government agents. They're clearly government agents, guys. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of the detectives from was it Flirting with Disaster. Oh, okay. just like sort of peripheral to the story, but they keep showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's there's a lot of it. Kind of felt like David O. Russell greatest hits. 
Mm-hmm. Um, better than Joy, because Joy was a little bit of a slog. But it felt like American Hustle-ish, but maybe without some of the like, oh, I'm having a real great time while watching it. I was like pleasantly in- enjoying it, but it yeah, it never it never hit the next level of like, oh shit, this is a great yeah. movie. It was oh, Emmanuel Lubezki shot this. It looks nice, and like Christian Bale being funny is is he's doing a lot. He's mostly funny. Well, what um, I think what I said to you right after when it ended was. It was a simmering low boil the whole time, and it never elevated beyond that. It never, yeah. you know, you never had that moment that that's the that's what we'll be talking about. It's always it's like there's so much going on. It's just like it's almost kind of uh, cinematic white noise. That like what's yeah. what's the moment of the film that everyone's going to talk about? I, I don't know. There isn't one. There isn't one. What's the point no, of the there, plot there, that people are going to talk about? One. Mm-hmm. There's there's well, literally one moment, but it's not like. And the there's a Taylor Swift moment. People. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I can't believe she sang in that terms song. Of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. There's a lot of Taylor Swift friends. Steve, be careful. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm throwing them off no, the trail. Um, what's interesting? What what I found interesting was was once you realize what the movie's about, the stakes become like incredibly high, but the mm-hmm. tone doesn't change. True. Like there's a. So Miles, I'm, I'm taking it as a pretty short sign. You're not seeing this movie, right? I am avoiding it if it's possible, which it sounds like yeah, it very so much it, will be. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally fine, not necessary at all. At all. Uh, Oscar hopes TBD, probably not, but we'll see. Um, there's a climactic speech being given by Robert De Niro while all the characters are around and all the motivations are being clear. Like, that's when you're like, oh, shit, that's what this movie's about. And you should feel like a lot of danger, and mm-hmm. it doesn't do that it just kind of stays a little jaunty even like some of the characters like somebody gets shot at and doesn't even really react like there's a lot of like the movie is very tonally what it is throughout but i think it might have uh been able to stand a change in tone here and there like i would i would argue um like silver lines playbook did a great job of being serious when it needed to while still being clearly a comedy um american hustle is 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 light but like there were moments of, of heaviness, you know, mm-hmm. like I always think of the end when he's narrating them, narrating kind of what happened. And he talks about how like he portrayed the Jeremy Renner character and it haunted him. Like that was a legitimate, like dramatic, sad beat in a movie that's kind of like a lark otherwise. And this movie kind of just stays a lark. Well, you know what? With like, every person in the world in it. Like you said, you know, it, it gets to that the climax and you're like, OK, is that it? Because emotionally, there's no there's not that. You know, there's not that rise. And I think we told you what the movie's about. Yeah. Like what the actual like the by the end, like, oh, this was the story of X. You're like, oh, shit, that sounds fascinating. I'm like, well, here's the thing. But when they I wouldn't say the plot is what you're seeing this movie for. They spell it out for you. And that's kind of what I think what you're supposed to get the biggest kick out of is like, oh, wait, I see what you did there. And then you're like, eh. I mean, do I care? I mean, I, but I, I did it. There's, I, I was, again, I enjoyed a lot of it. It's just, there's nothing to write home about. There's nothing, you know, what did you love about the film? I mean, uh, I don't know. I liked a lot. Don't know if I loved a lot. Exactly. You're like, was it, was it yes or no? You're like, yes. Yes. Well, what about it? You're like, I don't know. Like, just kind of like, yeah, it did, it did more right than wrong. Um, so Miles, you're very safe in, in avoiding it. I think my question, Fair enough, for Miles is, is what's the why avoid it? Is it the the director? It's issue? the director. Okay, it's it's the director being a very public, very obvious, very reprehensible scumbag. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't. Well, I mean, I didn't know a ton know. of the, of that story until afterwards. I, I read. Well, I mean, you can you can take your pick. Like, there's the there's the the unconfirmed thing that, like, yeah, if that's true, that's awful. But even if you if you discount that as like we we don't know the truth, we know that he yelled at Lily Tomlin. Like that never. And like we know he had a fucking fight with George Clooney and they choked each other out. Like we. We know that this is a thing. And, like, sure, he's probably mellow with age. Like, there are people who continue to work with him repeatedly. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily excuse past behavior. And, and like, you know, like with Woody Allen, like with Roman Polanski, like with um, plenty of other filmmakers who were, who were, you know, not even bad per se, but let's let's say, like, checkered past. You know, with no shortage of those. Like, if it's, if it's not a thing you want to subject yourself to, especially – in Miles' case, where a lot of these times he's paying to see them, he doesn't want to give them his money. Like that's I can't ever tell someone to give them the money. We I you know we saw it for free. There you know, David or Russell did not make a penny off of me. Yeah, I, I mean the main the main thing I take umbrage with is a very proven, very tactile thing that he himself has admitted to. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like. With with so many of these filmmakers who, who have a have a, a mark against them or several, if uh, if that's a bridge too far, it's a bridge too far. Like there's no one no one can convince someone that they need to support someone they don't support. Um, you know the, the 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 talk about like the stuff they've already done. You know that's a that's a more nuanced conversation. Like we've we've talked about with Kevin Spacey that all like you know seemingly ruining American Beauty, a movie we do really like. It's not the movie's fault. But if if you can't watch him, you can't watch him. That's just sort of how it is. I think it's easier sometimes with past work with a filmmaker because you don't see them. You know, look, I, I learned a lot I know, afterwards, like the, the evening event. of, and I was like, yeah, like what I, I was seeing a lot of, uh, you know, Twitter commentary. So when the film was brought up, it wasn't just Amsterdam; it was talk about uh, David O. Russell, and. I was like, what what exactly went down here? What is it that everyone's, you know, so intense about? Yeah. So I read about it. I saw the Lily Tomlin thing. I saw, I read some George Clooney comments. And then I saw the the most, uh, you know, damning of all. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay. I mean, but, you know, if I'm talking about the film, I'm talking about the film. Am I, uh, do I support the filmmaker? I, I don't know how I could right now until someone came out and said, okay, I, I, backtrack even then he already admitted to the worst of the well, worst you can, so you can you know you can you can review the film without reviewing the filmmaker. yeah like that's a but so but my you commentary don't, you, you don't know. want to yeah. yeah so if we're gonna get to that you know it's gonna be a very different commentary a very different commentary um what what i'm saying is is pre-knowledge and post-knowledge you know do i want to see another yeah. film by him i mean i'm not as interested anymore that's for sure that's fair um but yeah. Um, here, let's, uh, let's move on from icky human being to, uh, icky movie, but in a good way. Miles, you saw Pearl. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Sorry, I, I got a little blindsided about... by your transition there. <laughs> well, I was like, there, I was like, we're going to go in circles on this for a while and just. No, no, I, I, I like... I'm glad you did. I just like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I didn't know. There's any... several different ways you could have gone with that. Yeah, Sometimes no, in an oyster, no you find like... a pearl. Yeah, listen, there was there was no out from like, okay, we've all kind of agreed, like, David O. Russell, not a good guy. Um, all right, moving on to not a good girl, but in fictional terms, so we like it, Pearl. Um, 
So I, I, I think I adequately prepped you for this movie. Yeah, I mean, I feel very lucky that I was able to see X because I came to it late, but I still came to it early enough that I I didn't know anything about a prequel to that movie coming out. And then I saw the post credit scene completely fresh and I was delighted. And then like shortly afterwards, it's like, yep, no, he filmed this prequel back to back with X and here it is. Um, It's good. I like it a lot. I think I probably like X a smidge more. Um, but they're both very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the big difference to me is X is much better paced. It feels Mm -hmm. much tighter. It has its commentary. It has its homages. It feels like more of a complete package. Uh, Pearl is much more loosey goosey. It's much more of a character study. It's not a bad thing by any stretch. It's just, they're very different kinds of movie. I would Um, say if you wanted to take away the horror elements would you watch x the movie about a film crew in the 70s banding together to make a porn film on a farm i think the answer is yes if you asked do you want to watch pearl the character study about a a girl during you know the spanish flu who wants to be a a movie star and get out of her oppressive household i don't know which is i mean yes and no because i think the fact that it is a prequel about this character from X that was very memorable, I think obviously elevates it a great deal. And because stylistically, it's got this very Technicolor, like old Hollywood Wizard of Oz sort of sheen about it. Uh, yeah, you know, the way it plays uh, it, with color. Um, so, and I also, I will say, I think Mia Goth's performance is much more... Um, there's much more layers to it in the new one. Well, it, well, the movie is living and dying on her performance. The other yeah. one, it's like a bonus that like, oh, my God. First of all, playing the two roles, realizing you're, she's playing the two roles and being like, oh, my God, these these performances are great. And it's the same person. Like, there's another layer here. This one, you're she's in every scene. Like, yeah, you're, it, you, you, the movie is the performance good. in many ways. Yeah. And, and it's obviously calling back to to x in several ways like with the uh you know the uh the pet let's say that's that's so clearly a like oh you remember this from the first movie more so than than anything else um but it, it, it's definitely satisfying it's weirder i i think what i, what I call it john waters ish last time like i think there's a little bit of that to it that's like it's just she's the thing that bugged me a little bit is she's already kind of a, a psychopath when we meet her. It didn't, it doesn't really tell me how she formed into this character. She's kind of already formed. Yeah. And that's one of the, um, that, that is one of my, my biggest complaints is that there's not a lot of forward momentum because there's not a lot of room for development, uh, for the character. You know, there's not yeah. really, there's not really, all, she's real. The movie, her arc is really just she's going from killing farm animals to killing people, and yeah, we know that she's going to get there, and we know that she's going to survive. Sure, um, and like I so accepted need, it as a narrative choice, but I yeah, didn't like the but you of need the something else around that, and they've got the she wants to be famous at any cost, but then like you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers, but like the payoff to that. It's almost like it sort of abandons that element of it a little too easily. No, payoff-wise, there's not a ton to the movie. Like, the movie is just, do you want to watch Pearl? 
Yeah, and like, listen, if it's a movie built around a performance, Mia Goth's performance is worthy of that. I mean, much has been made of, she has like a six-minute monologue where the camera just doesn't cut and it's just her, you know, telling this increasingly deranged story, and she's amazing. And the the final shot, like, regardless of anything else, might be one of the best final shots of any movie this year. Uh, just the way it escalates, but the way it's so simple at the same time is like it is. It's captivating. It is an excellent way to get people to stay in their seats for the credits. Also, very much so. With the um, added bonus of we're getting another one. Exactly. I wish they hadn't put the trailer online before the movie came out. I know some people yeah. have already seen it at fests and stuff, but like I would have liked to be surprised by that in the theater, like I was with the existence of Pearl in the first place. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I only knew because I think you, you had tweeted something, but I, I watched the trailer for the first time in the, in, at Toronto in the theater. Well, yeah, because that would have been before they uh, put it online. Well, no, it, they put it online that day because I saw it the next, a couple days later. I didn't go to the, the midnight screening because that would have been a uh, disaster for me in terms yeah. of uh, cognizance. <laughs> but um, I, I said this to you and then, by the way, Steve took his headphones off, so we'll let him back on in a second because he wants to see these. Um, he's not, he didn't fall asleep. Um, I do think Maxine, the next one might be the best one yet. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it'll definitely benefit from not doing them back to back to back to back. Cause then yeah. that third one, I'm, you have to imagine would start to suffer. I think, I think these two work really well as like kind of a package deal where like, I don't know that Pearl works amazingly on its own, but as I don't think a, it does at all, but that's not a problem for me. But as an addendum, to this other movie it's really fascinating and i love this sort of accidental franchise that's been created as a result of that so i love everything that it stands for in that regard but i also think the way it's paced it does kind of drag a little bit especially in the middle the midsection there's a lot of kind of repetitive scenes and kind of because there's not a lot of i don't know and there's a lot of waiting for things you know are going to happen Exactly. And I also think they there's a missed opportunity in terms of the husband, because there's yep. a lot of, oh, he's overseas, and they don't really do, like, they talk about him, but they don't really do much with him as a character. They which, should have like, brought him back at the end of the second act, not at the end of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, mild spoilers there, but uh, he's not, eh, he, he does not play any pivotal role, and if you are doing a prequel he is kind of half of the equation there. And the fact that he gets like barely any kind of acknowledgement. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity not to set up that relationship of like. If anything, yeah, the dynamic between the two of them is what's interesting there. Not just the the fact that Pearl herself is crazy. Yeah, which missed opportunity, but still uh, a solid movie. So um, we might come back to it another time, maybe during October, during when we talk about horror stuff. But let's let's let Steve come back since... uh, we abandoned him for about five minutes. But yeah, I think the overall answer is uh, recommended. Yeah, it's totally worth seeing. It's very stylish. It's very well made. It just maybe goes back to a couple of the habits, like I talked about with the pacing, that I didn't love as much in Ty West's earlier movies, whereas X totally. felt like something so fresh and bold and interesting. Yeah. But I'm excited for Maxine. Likewise. All right. Steve, we have uh, another thing we're going to do together, but first let's quickly hit on the Golden Globes, which are back. Uh, what's dun, dun, dun. Yay, I guess, kind of, right? 
I actually don't um, know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, so the Golden Globes are going to be on NBC again this year. Oh, okay. I thought that was already confirmed. Yeah, but they confirmed a date. Like it's a, I guess. It's a oh, kind of like they officially. A, okay. Yeah. They I put see. their deposit oh, down. Cool. Then I guess I probably won't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's the interesting thing that I wanted to bring up is like, do we care? I don't think anyone actually cares. I don't know that anyone cares one way or the other is the thing. So a couple of notes to it. It's on a Tuesday. Oh, sure, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Which I want to, I want to say is, I mean, I don't know why. Cause like, so here's like football will be over by then. Um, Sunday night football at least. So NBC doesn't have that issue. Well, unless the playoffs maybe. I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it and look at the date again. Um, but that could be the answer. Though I, I don't think it is. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe the the Beverly Hilton has already booked something. But you would think they would have known like hypothetically this was going to happen, right? By then. And not done that. Or some other weird reason but here's the my other thing that i think maybe they're worried they're not going to get people you know the celebrities to show up so if you put it on a tuesday you have the excuse of they're all shooting things um a lot of times you keep your weekend open during award season you know they go to these things and uh, on a tuesday you shan't be doing that you know I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Well, yeah, that kind of makes it seem like a planning for failure kind of situation. Yeah, I think I think they want to prep for like, the, you know, the uh, the ratings are not going to be like crazy or anything like that. Because I don't know that anyone is assuming they're going to be wilder than usual. You know, no. Um, if anything, it might be like, oh, the first time in a while you see Tom Cruise at an award show or something like that. But he might still be. Missioning Impossible at that point. Didn't he already give back his um, Golden Globes, or is that something else? Oh, I mean, plenty. Some people did. I, don't I, I thought Cruz. I, I, I want to say he was one of the ones whose name came up about that. Yeah, sure, I can see that. I mean, he's not. I mean, we talked about this. Um, did we talk? I, I don't know if we talked about this, but I think we did. You know, Brendan Fraser, not a fan of the Globes. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not going to want to go and, and collect an award from them. So I don't know. I, I don't know what it, what it matters for them. I will say uh, we uh, rest in peace to the really bad Twitter account we had last year where they would tell us really tone deaf uh, tweets about the winners that we had. Uh, we looked at live on that episode and had a lot of fun with. Yeah, I remember the that. Shame there. I, I really had to get out of that. Or does it double down? Alas. I mean, if they did, that's the only thing I want to I want to hear. Uh, yeah, so whatever. They exist. I might write about it in a little, uh, this week just because it's a thing, but I guess I'm doing Golden Globe predictions again. Miles, you, you, I won't make you do it. Don't worry. Oh, I don't plan to. I'd stop watching the Globes like around the time Ricky Gervais was hosting for the 17th time. It was just, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I, did, I didn't care enough. Well, they'll probably announce him as the host again soon. I, I enjoy the Globes, yeah. honestly. I, I mean... I mean, they're their own thing. Yeah, I mean, they were they were like the uh, the microwave version of the Oscars. You know, it's like yeah, the, the TV the dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like you know, a little a little. They, they like, never something to hold you over. Till, well, they didn't. They never said they were Hollywood's biggest night. They said they were Hollywood's biggest party. Yeah. Which I don't. <laughs> we let you drink. Welcome to the Golden Globes. It's, which I mean, 
sure, why not? But not well, the same thing. I just and hope with whatever they do that they're they actually do something to correct the issue and doesn't you know it's like otherwise why are you coming back? You know if you if you need well, ten exactly. years to actually fix it, then fix it in ten years. But to to prematurely, I, I'm sure it has to do with uh, fundraising, you know, and raising some yeah. some capital. Um, but well, we'll see what um what mediocre comedy gets nominated. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Well, we'll see what mediocre com- uh, comedian is the host. That's the uh, that's going to be the big one. Are they going to go like yeah. Rob Schneider? Sorry, Rob Schneider. <laughs> I would almost respect them going like full on like hack. Yeah. But I doubt that'll be the case. Well, we'll talk about them when it gets closer. Um, our last topic is a question that we're going to have a lot of fun with. <clears throat> Kayfley 208. With the release of Barbarian in parentheses, what a wild movie. That's putting it lightly. What would your Mount Rushmore of plot twists or twist endings in horror movies be? Mm-hmm. Horror films, I said, but you know what I mean. Um, so I, I looked a little bit before we started, but I wanted to kind of go through it with you guys. Um, I want to say that uh, one, two, like at least two things spring to mind immediately. And that would be Saw and The Sixth Sense. Uh, I would say yes to both. Yeah, Sixth Sense yeah, like, was the first one that came to mind for me. Saw feels like a no-brainer. I would make an argument that Barbarian could be up here. because Barbarian is a chance. You know what's another one? I think Barbar- the reason we might not keep Barbarian is, uh, don't you want to probably have Malignant? Well, why can't that be our four? <laughs> Hold on. What about Cab- be, Cabin in the Woods? Out. Well, okay, so... so- Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Well, I don't know that Cabin in the Woods has a twist somewhat. I don't know. Well, Cabin in the Woods is one of those ones where there's a twist every 10 minutes. So it's like, where's the big one in that? True, true. But I think, Um, because you look at Malignant and Barbarian, and I was thinking about this because, you know, they're not similar movies, but they're similar in terms of they go for that batshit, what the fuck aspect of it. Um, But with Malignant, it's all built around the twist, and it's a humdinger of a twist and it really you know reframes everything in a really entertaining light but with barbarian they kind of play their hand early on and then just sort of i don't know i think the barbarian has a lot more meat on its bones outside of the twist to the point where the twist is almost secondary if that makes sense yeah i can i can see that um well so there's other ones that like maybe the the like film isn't necessarily as good like i know scream you know, the, the who did it twist of it all. Um, one I would bring up, it, it, it's not a twist that makes sense, but in terms of like being memorable, um, high tension. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's as, it's as big a swing as possible. No, but um, I, I think we need to go back a little bit further. So, well, I mean, yes, yeah, sleepaway camp in the eighties, but like, well, if you want to go even oh, further guys, back, what about, uh, what about, Let's, yeah, there you go. I think Psycho, even though it's not like a twist, and well, no, it is a twist. There's, there's a lot. It, actually, yeah. So well, you're killing, killing off the main character. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's, there's that, but also the, the, you know, you don't know where that goes until it goes there. Um, but also, if you yeah, go, yeah. then you go a couple decades, you know, uh, beyond that or closer, you know, uh, more current. Um, Friday the Thirteenth has, you know, that the the, sure. the original sure. Friday the Thirteenth. You know, most piece, a lot of people don't even know who the killer was in that, and that threw me. You know, maybe because I saw it, knowing of the franchise before I saw it. So when yeah. you when it all comes together, like you know, what the hell just happened there? Um, but you know, it's. I, I think if we're gonna go, we're we're very you know uh, modern 
heavy right, right, now. right now. So yeah. I think I think two the of wall. them should be modern and, and maybe two shouldn't be. So I, I would say I think Saw and the Sixth Sense have to be up there. They're they're like all timers. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth Sense is horror, you say? Yeah, I would say it's about ghosts and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it's 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 an all timer of a twist in general. Yeah. I think it I think it plays as a scary movie to some degree. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, is. it I does. Think, I think Psycho should be on there, and then that fourth one I think is our wild card, and I'm open minded about that fourth. I felt strongly about the first two. Yeah, I mean, I I'd agree with those as a three. I, the only thing about Friday the Thirteenth for me is that like they don't give you anything like let's say you're going into that movie cold and you don't know anything about the bigger franchise they don't really give you anything that let that where you could reasonably guess it you know what i mean here's a character we haven't heard of with a backstory we don't know about yeah it could have been anybody Uh, it it sort of it 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 becomes a better twist if you kind of already know what comes after yeah makes sense um Although something wise, in that, although something in that similar sense that I would throw out, uh, Sleepaway Camp. I said that, yes. Yeah, Sleepaway yeah. Camp, not as good a movie, but oh, I think it's a much a better twist. movie. Maybe they're similar to me. Um, ending wise, The Mist. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Mist Those, sucks. I mean, The Mist bugs people as much as anything. Oh, I enjoyed it. Um, that's close to like the high tension I mean, of all. What about what about Drag Me to Hell? Or I guess it's kind of in the title. I don't know that that's really a twist. I think that, especially because they really oh. telegraph the shit out of yeah. it. But it really is. Uh, it really is a fantastic have, have film, one... though, and it deserves to be seen. Oh, it's a great people. movie. Yeah. I just don't know if I would call it a twist movie. What about I ten? One that's not Ten Cloverfield Lane. But, hey, that's sure. not a bad one. Um, I have one that I I'm not as high in the movie as some people are, but I know it's a thing that got a lot of people. What about Orphan? Um. I mean, that's I, up there. That's definitely in the same ballpark that we're talking about. Yeah, but I think the more recent films that you're talking about, I think Malignant, I think, kind of cancels out Orphan. I think it, it tops it in a similar. Well, if we're gonna put Malignant as the as the fourth one, then that. Would well, yeah, I would never put Orphan over Malignant yeah. or Barbarian. No, no, no. I mean, do we want to just do Malignant as the fourth one? Yeah, I, I think I you know I know I know Miles prefers. Uh, barbarian, right? That's your. I, th- I think I'm happy to do I like I'm- Barbarian better, but I think if we're talking about twists specifically, Malignant takes the edge. Yeah, I'm also happy to do Cabin in the Woods as the fourth one. I'll do Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Steve, how do you feel about that? Hmm. Yeah, I'd go with that as well. All right, there we go. Right. So, uh, Saw, The Sixth Sense, Psycho, Cabin in the Woods. I like the, that. The rest of those are in the uh, souvenir shop that you can buy. You know, little mementos to uh remember the other twist but sure to recognize their also ran status yeah i mean this is a thing you know it's part of horror Um, also i'm proud of us for only talking about one Shyamalan film yeah yeah i mean also he has been chasing that for his whole career with diminishing results so Mm -hmm. oh there's none i would put there next to sixth sense but no i mean like I guess the village is kind of, is, is maybe the second best of his twists, but still, it's like uh, ages yeah. below it. <laughs> like not as good a movie, but like so I like Signs as a movie, but the 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 twist is weak sauce. Yes, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed I think, it up up until the twist. I'm like, that's it. That yeah, sense. I think yeah, I think right up until 
the final like 10, 15 minutes of that movie, you're like, holy shit, this is great. And and then you're like, oh, you, you couldn't resist, could you? And and the village is it is never particularly great. But then you get to that and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that kind of would have been the alternative. Which, by the way, our, our last thing we'll talk about that reminded me of um, Twistwise. Um, my review will be on the site by the time you guys uh, hear this. But uh, don't worry, darling. Oh boy, a movie that is not well served by its uh, quote unquote twist. Let me yeah. tell you guys real real quick digression on "Don't Worry, Darling." Because yeah. while like Venice and Telluride were happening, I was on the road driving across like two thirds of the country in two days, and yeah. like trying my gosh darndest with every rest stop to sort of keep up with all like the films that were premiering and like the critical consensus and all that good stuff. But in order to do that, I had to scroll through so much goddamn don't worry, darling gossip, like so So much more information that, yeah, like way more than I would ever have wanted to know. So wait, tell me all the gossip because I kind of avoided it because I was at these places. Tell me what I missed. Oh my gosh, it's a whole thing. Oh, it's like... I'm here. I'm here for it. Shia LaBeouf left. And then like, you know, at first it was like, oh, you know, he got fired because of all the sexual allegations. Yeah, that's what I know. Go figure. Shia LaBeouf is the good guy in the story. Well, I don't know (laughs) if he's the good guy in any story, but he does have a video of her like begging him to not leave the film and like throwing Florence Pugh under the bus. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's not a great look. Um, yep. But then, like, there was all this stuff. There was a um, a press conference, press conference. Um, that, Florence, that Florence Pugh did not attend. Um, you know, she's able to attend for the other film that she's promoting, but for some reason, she's busy with Dune that day. Go figure. Although, I, I guess she did come to the screening, but then she and Olivia Wilde are on opposite sides of the thing, so they're feuding. Why am I the expert on this? And then, <laughs> um, um, you know, my favorite is part so is personally... Um, uh, is uh, Chris Pine, like, Chris Pine, like astral Chris projecting Pron. himself into another, yeah. into anywhere else, looking more yeah, that face, than that anyone. Face, that face, I, I loved. That's um, a very that's that's the new there. sad Keanu meme, I think. Um, and then the big thing uh, was at some point, probably after the screening, uh, there's a moment that somebody filmed that makes it look like Harry Styles spat in Chris Pine's lap. Um, which like, you know, people have zoomed in and you can't see anything, but like also Chris Pine does like a reaction that really makes it look like something happened and they've both played it off since then. But it's like, I don't want to know about fucking anything I've just been talking about, but that's what I had to wade through to get to the, the Venice. So now you have to see the movie just to know what this all was about, right? Well, you tell me, do I need to see the movie? Not to get, to get back to your review. (laughs) Oh, oh no, the movie, the movie, here's the thing. Should you see the movie? Yes. Is it a good movie? Oh no, no, it's not. Um, because it starts out pretty solidly. Like the first act is pretty good. This whole like Stepford wives like, oh, I'm in this ideal environment. Like when it's just playing it straight of here's this, this world I'm in and it's fun and kind of pleasant. As soon as they start to build the like, oh, this is not what it seems, everything in it is like frustrating and doesn't pay off. Like, like I, I, I need you to see it just so I can talk about a couple of things. Like, by the way, guys, spoiler podcast next week when, when we've seen this movie. Um, oh, really? Because I was planning on skipping it. 
oh, I think you should see it just for the conversation. Because oh, you're no. gonna, you're gonna. I think, I think the writer. I'm already dragging would... Kelly to the Avatar re-release, which she doesn't want to do. But I'm oh, like, boy, we no. have to do it, and that's she the best way like, to watch she, it. Listen, there's parts of Don't Worry, Darling that are good. It looks nice. I think the acting is good. I, I don't think it's poorly directed. I think the writing. It's a like so. Apparently, this was a blacklist script that um she brought on one of the book smart writers to rewrite. And I don't know if the movie was somehow awful and and the writer made it like filmable or if she ruined what was a good script. But like there's so many things where you're like, why would you make that choice? Like there's um there's an inciting incident to like, oh, this world is is not what you think kind of thing. Never paid off. Like is a recurring plot point that is never paid off for one. Unless I miss something, and I don't think I did. Um, at least one character is, like, taken care of, however you want to put that, in a way that you're like, wait. But it, it feels like there's 15 minutes missing in this two-hour movie. Like, in the third act, to, like, set up the ending. As soon as they start to explain what's going on, you're like, oh, really, that? And just, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's so much a, like, oh, I've seen better versions of this. But until then, it's it's pretty good, and like Chris Pine as a villain, I mean I'm here for. Um, Florence Pugh is very good in it, like as the like oh is she cracking like even like Harry Styles he's not bad, he's not like asked to do a ton. It's it's just it's immensely frustrating because you can see where this really good movie is, like where remember how high the buzz was at one point? Like, oh totally, oh, be, like, I was special. really looking forward to this around the time of the first trailer. Yeah, I, and I don't know if, like, there were reshoots or... Because I know people who saw it pretty early. I'm like, it's it's solid. And I don't know if they were like, oh, I, I, I must have missed something and it's good. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, wanted, I want someone else to figure out where this went wrong. Like, it's a great exercise. And when you watch it, pretend you're the executive. Like, okay, you're here to watch this movie, right? Okay. Olivia has delivered her cut and like, tell me where you're like, Oh shit, we have to fix this. And like what you would have done differently. Cause it's such a great exercise on that. Fascinating. And it's, it, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating movie to watch. Cause I'm, I was like, I don't know that I'm having a bad time, but like, I am aware I am no, at a certain point I am no longer watching a good movie. And that is a weird feeling to have of like, wow, this is a bifurcated project quality wise. So Stay tuned for more. I don't want to. I don't want to get too into because I really want you to go in with all of your current stuff and see how that is. But um, I am curious what you think the twist is because I guarantee you're also wrong because it's not as good as whatever you think. Oh no! Well, now I don't know. I mean, I've been imagining like a Stepford Wives Twilight Zone kind of. You know, I mean, it definitely is playing it in that realm, but the. Like, the specific thing that it is, you're going to be like, oh, God. Because, like, if it had just been Stepford Wives, like, oh, we're turning you into a robot bullshit, at least you've been like, oh, it's it's a remake of Stepford Wives. Um, it's worse than that. <laughs> I, I've not watched cool. the trailer yet. I was just kind of planning on seeing it based on Olivia Wilde. The trailers make, well, I think you should watch the trailer because the trailers are for a good movie. Well, maybe watch the first trailer. I already got the sex <laughs> for the second one that they were telling a little more than I wanted to know going in. I didn't in. watch the second trailer, I don't think. The second trailer shows a lot of stuff. Out of context, but like there's a lot of moments that 
I now know are going to happen. I need to watch the second trailer to see what we're what you guys are talking about. Um, the first trailer was a, was a pretty solid like, oh, something is wrong with this perfect society, right? That was yeah, cool. it was very yeah. general. Yeah, which when it's first starting with that, you're still fine. Um, it's and like I don't know everything that you think is going to be a great scene isn't. Like I would imagine you would you would think like the the Chris Pine Florence Pugh like face off in the trailer is gonna yeah, be a yeah. big deal. Yeah, that's not that's not no. a thing. Bummer. Because you're like, holy shit, like they're gonna that that also is like the main scene between them. No, oh, bummer. It's, it's just it's yeah, it's that's the thing. It's just a bummer. Like watching this movie being like, Oh I what I, yeah, I I don't wanna say too much to like sully it for you more than it will, but <laughs> oh <you> really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just need to watch. Imagine not see. being looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too late. But yeah, like see what see what where there's a there's a moment for everyone. I think where this goes wrong, and I'm curious where it'll be for you. Yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll, well I guess forward. I have homework for next <laughs> week, folks. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to see it until like two weeks ago, anyway. Yeah, but now I really don't want to see it. <laughs> well, now you're gonna now you're gonna watch it being like. Shia LaBeouf made a good choice getting out of this movie. Um, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, I do need, I will say I do need something juicy as like my least favorite of the year. Cause like all the obvious ones like Jurassic world of like vaguely entertain me enough that I couldn't call them that. I don't have a don't space know. jam yet this year. Yeah. I think this will vaguely entertain you. And in in, I don't know. I don't, I, I would be shocked if this is your least favorite film of the year. Um, we'll figure one out for you eventually. We'll, I'll, I'll make sure you get a screener or some garbage if you need. Um, but yeah, I, I this will be a conversation next week, I think. Um, what else is coming out this week? Avatar. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm good. I saw it. I saw it more than once when it came out. I'm good. Um, let me see. Catherine Cole Birdie, I believe, is coming out. But that was just like cute. Um, yeah, no, the big, the big movie is, is Don't Worry Darling, I guess. Even though it's listed as a limited release, that's a, that's a typo. Yeah, that's a lie. I've been seeing trailers for this shit for most of the year. Yeah. Um, and then the week after is Bros, which you should be excited about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we will see. By the way, uh, interview with the director of Bros coming to the site next week. Nicholas Stoller. So... We will uh, tackle these things in the in the coming weeks. By the way, wait did did they take did they move Tar's release date from October to nothing? Oh, last no. I heard, it was October. Yeah, yeah, I think IMDb is just well, we know IMDb is bad, but yeah, because so it, it looks up you know recent release date changes. Remember when you could navigate IMDb like easily? Yeah, can you and imagine it was free? Um, so it said, oh, wide on October fourteenth and space now to remove but when you click on it it just says october 7th so i guess it moved up a week i don't know these are things i can look at you i would be interesting to, to i, I want to talk about tar once you see it obviously i'm i'm uh, looking forward to that one that sounds yeah, great yeah, same here just you know clear clear your schedule it's two hours and 40 minutes long seems to be the trend i've seen rrr multiple times i can handle this yeah i don't that know where true. you find it the really time went, uh I see you you posting these I mean, like I'm, I multitask. Uh, Miles goes back for well, I mean, thirds and fourths. The theater. I'm impressed. Well, that's you know. true. 
By the way, um, as we record this, it's the day that Vengeance came out on DVD, which Miles and I both love. Great movie. Oh, so good. I, I hope people actually watch it. Steve yeah. hasn't seen it. Right. He's part yeah. of the problem. I am the problem. I mean, we've said that for a long time, but you yeah. know, no one listens to us except the listeners of this podcast, which that's a whole other mistake they're making. In any event, uh, that's going to be the episode for this week. So um, here's what I'll say. Say where you can be followed and uh, we'll have a little fun. What's the worst twist you can think of in a movie? We just went over the good ones. Oh, man. I'm going to have to think about that because there's some real, real crappy ones out there. I mean, you can list you can list a few, but uh, Steve, you want to you want to do your thing first? Yeah, yeah, Steve, go ahead. I need to think. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at FilmSnork. Uh, you can also uh, give a listen to The Verse, where we cover all the cinematic universes and more, including this week, Confessions. Um, bad twist. Ooh. Pause. Is it, is it The Verse After Dark? It, it, no, no. It's, it's, oh. it, it can, the Confessions weren't that dark yet, but... Uh, you know, no, we were, it, we'll see how the ratings go episode. after after this year. We'll, you might have to adjust. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait for us to uh, when our ratings go down. Have to do our sexy episode. Yeah, oh. the return of the pepper. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry in advance, listeners, for whatever that looks like. <laughs> Miles, what a, what a lover he he groans when he says that. Uh, hmm. uh, sorry, Kelly. I right, yeah, so I'm gonna need a while. You do one. really have to come back to me. Okay, Dad. we'll come back to you. Miles, say what okay, you can I've, I've, I've got mine. Um, so you can follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. Please check out my short films American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They're both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. And uh, you can find my writing on Awards Radar and Looper. Uh, I've got two, and I haven't seen right. either of these movies, <laughs> but I only know about them because of their twists. And I feel like that's when you've reached that level of infamy. There's something to be said for that. It doesn't have to be. I'll help in saying it doesn't have to be a horror movie if that helps. Oh, uh, uh, neither of these are horror movies. Excellent. Um, so the first one is uh, Remember Me, where yep. the, where the twist is 9-11. Secret 9-11 <laughs> movie. That was actually the one I was going to pick. Uh, which is just uh, like i haven't like i got reminded of it when i had to do the pierce brosnan article and it's just like who who thought that that was gonna land (laughs) who's who's going in like let's just i don't know it's it's baffling to me um and then the other one that came up that i just think is so funny like i might one day watch this movie just because of how crazy this one is is uh serenity Oh God! Uh, I've yeah. seen that. That's a not the uh, <laughs> not the jo- not the uh, Firefly adaptation. Uh, the no, one- no, the the secret video game movie Serenity. Yeah, <laughs> you should uh, watch Serenity. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious, like in a morbid way. You should watch Serenity. <laughs> Would do what do I prioritize, Serenity or the Father? At this point, Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. I'm off the hook for the father. No, no, he's not off the hook. I just he can he can backdate it a little bit. There you go. Uh, see if you have one. Or you want? Okay, to yeah, sure. If, I I thought we we're going horror. We're going horror yeah, because I think a, a a a attempt at a big swing 
with a big twist in horror sometimes fails and sometimes succeeds. So, um, but one of the worst twists, uh, definitely of recent years, is Last Christmas, which takes. Oh, you stole my oh, other one. Oh man, that's so rough. It's, it's just <laughs> someone. So someone listened to that song and said, "I've got an idea for a film." Based on that one line, I'm like, oh. And when you when you learn what the twist is, you're like, really? Can I tell you? I guessed it like two minutes into the movie, and I was like, oh god, I have like two hours of waiting for them to tell me this is true. Yeah, it's uh, that was rough. I mean, the film overall yeah. is okay; it's watchable. But you're like, did you really have no, to rely no, on that twist? Pass- no, it's passable TV, like a TV watch on Christmas. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you guys both stole mine, so I'll. I'll go sour grapes with mine in a second. Uh, you can follow me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, uh, all those things. I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting. Uh, Awards Radar is on several of those things. Um, when we do the very special sexy episode, we'll put Miles on OnlyFans. Um, no, no, I, I, hate, I hate everything about that. <laughs> I mean, we can we'll, once, once, uh, once inside a Dracula will be what he does. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't taint my previous work with this nonsense. I mean, listen, it, it will be your taint, so, you know, we're fine. <laughs> this is devolving so much. Um, here, I'll, I'll get right. us back on track. It ain't right. I'll get, I'll get us back on track. Raise the fucking Palpatine. Ooh, Rise of Skywalker. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's... It's not even like that it's bad, it's just so lazy. Because it's like, oh, who is Ray? What is, what is Ray? Okay, enough question. From from uh, you know what I Force think it's an, it's an extra bad twist because it actively undoes a decent twist from the previous movie. Exactly. Like I was fine with the like, who is Ray? Like we'll figure it out maybe. But okay, I'm I'm interested in that question. I don't need to know. I don't need her to be special. But sure. And then I I, I actually love that the last Jedi was like, no, she's not special because you know it never bothers me. But it is true that like the galaxy far far away is very tiny. Oh yeah, everyone. Is, There's like everyone three is families Skywalker. that matter. <laughs> exactly, and and you know we're finally going to start getting away from that. I think in the in the next uh, few movies, whenever they do come out. But uh, I mean, well, yeah, also but the yeah. series that comes out next week, Andor finally pulls away from the whole Star Wars universe while staying within it, but not being like tied to the Skywalkers and everything else that felt like your typical Star Wars checklist. We have to have a cameo. We have to have the the Easter eggs. I've only seen three episodes, but from what I've seen, I think the future of Star Wars is, is very bright. They've also said it's a little more adult, right? Not like dirty or anything, but like more mature in its like storytelling. Oh, yeah. Or at least serious. Yes. From shot number one, you don't feel like you're in a Star Wars universe while you are, which is exactly what I think the the franchise needs. You, you need to be able to tell more stories, and, and this is going to be prove that you can. The thing about this one is it's also just disingenuous, because I don't believe that that was what they came up with in, in Force Awakens. I, I fully believe Mystery Box style, he didn't have an answer and was like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out or like someone will figure it out like. But isn't this a fun question? And like, he wasn't wrong. Like, I, I like Force Awakens quite a bit. And, but I like that le- that Last Jedi was aware enough of like, I wonder if Star Wars is getting stale with these same things. What if we like pursue the idea that like there are more than three families in this? Like, it is a giant rebellion full of people, like, especially that last shot. Like, so much of that movie is about like, no, um, 
kind of like a like into the spider verse like anyone can wear the mask like anyone can be a, a hero here um i don't know that anyone can be a jedi necessarily but some idea and and it felt kind of spiteful to be like you know no i i said raise somebody so she's gonna be someone you know what if she's not a skywalker she's palpatine yeah and and no further thought it, well, I, the I fact that they gonna... have the nerve to force you to briefly think about the fact that Palpatine must have had sex with someone and then, yeah. like, refuse to address that any further is, like, that is just, that's just rude. How old is he also? Come on now. Palpatine's a handsome chap. And I know they've said in some expanded thing or whatever that it's actually a clone situation, but, like, they don't say that in the movie. They just let you think about... No, no, we're not, we're not wrin- counting Wrinkly that. balls swinging around. I, I think we could start a conversation that would last for a few hours, but my real quick take, I think the problem with The Last Jedi is not all the subversive aspects of it. Some Star Wars fans are going to be upset no matter what you do. I think the problem is you needed a film between that because... You you started to tell a story and then people felt cheated and then you reversed it again. So you you hit the brakes, did a U turn, and then you did a, a, another U turn. If if they had a clear arc narratively, well, I they think should, they I think should it, have known where they were going. Yes, and if it ended where it where Last Jedi ended to some degree, and you know, of course, you, I think you have to close a, a few uh, tie up a few loose loose ends. I think it would have been much more better received. Um, but yeah. they rushed it. It was, it was you know, no one went to the, the theater that day when they saw The Last Jedi to see the film they got. So some people were pleased with it. And I think, you know, of course, after 30 plus years, a lot of people weren't. So I think it's actually more of a business decision and the lack of having a clear direction when you start a trilogy. Well, you know, Here's what I want to say. How old do we think Senator Palpatine is when we meet him? In in uh, in, in the, uh, Phantom Menace, oh, uh, probably like 50, 60 something, maybe. I'd say like okay. 50, so if he, let's 50, say fifty. Let's four. even put him on the low end. So I'm looking at like the official Star Wars like timeline. That would be twenty two years BBY. I'm not sure what BBY oh. means. Um, uh, before the Battle of Yavin. So okay, wow. Episode so that, four. Okay, so 20, 22 years, and then he dies um, four years after. So that's 26 years. So that would make him 76, right? How old is Ray? Uh, the teen? Right? Uh, 20, let's say? A little more than that. Early, early 20s playing yeah. mid-teens. Yeah. And... Yeah, so he is uh, a very old man banging in this. Hold on. So the actor is 78 right now. Okay, so 35 years after the Battle of Yavin is when Palpatine returns. He would have somewhere in his... When he was dead, made a kid? Explain the the Battle of Yavin again. When is that? That's that's that, the, that's the battle at the end of uh, the, the original Star Wars okay. where the Death Star explodes. That's their like year zero essentially. So, well, it's he, it's an arbitrary point yeah, of reference it, it, for it, everything it, else. It fits well enough, but yeah. like, so if if he returns, but he's already burned in wars later, so he's not. This is not senator. This is well, he, but, the emperor. But that's the thing. He's returning thirty five years later. So, no, I'm sorry, not 35. What did I say? Four years? 31 years later. 
if she's under 31, he was not dead, but secretly like on a fuck tour. No, I think the implication is that sometime between the prequels and when he dies in Return of the Jedi, he got whatever this situation is going. Hmm. Because it would would have had to, Ray's parents would have already had to have at least been born by the time Return of the Jedi starts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for anything to make sense. Yeah, it's granddaughter, not daughter. Okay, that that helps. Oh, yeah, no, that helps a lot. Yeah. It makes a little more sense, but it's still like, Really? This is what this is what J.J. Abrams sat up at night figuring out. The thing is, the the, the yeah, Force Awakens, a, I'm sorry, a... the 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 Rise no, of Skywalker ahead. is a schoolyard storytelling. It's like, what if, what if, what if? It's not, it's not. Uh, as we just, Chris just discussed, Chris and J.J. Abrams, yeah, mapped out the sex life of the Palpatines. Let's, that's you just know, the thing that happened. It it kind of goes back to the last. It, it does go back goes back to the uh, last Christmas. I gave you my heart, and like. Yeah, let's build off that. And no, no, no he gave her something else. <laughs> His lightsaber. Yes, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Do it. Oh no, I think we end here. Oh my god, someone, someone can make a like supercut of just how Palpatine has sex. Mm, my penis. Anyway, we'll see operational. you next week on the Awards Radar podcast. <laughs> no, 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 you <laughs> totally classy. My my penis will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> I can do this all day. This is not uh, the drawer you're looking we, for. When when you look oh. back at this episode, listeners, make sure you remember who decided to keep the bit going. Listen, we just spoke about Don't Worry Darling going off the rails, so it's just in keeping with the theme. There you go. Exactly. All right. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about that now that Miles has homework and he, he secretly is looking forward to that. He could use a mess in his life. <laughs> well, listen, yeah, maybe that's like what it. I need. Yeah, maybe can you imagine? Like I'm like the one don't worry, darling, Stan in the world. I mean, there's got to be one, right? Uh, there, there will be, if not me. Yeah, someone. But until then, we will uh, we will be back. Thank you all. Steve seems to be uh, a consistent presence again, and and we're thrilled. Listen, that's... he's pursuing my jokes with me, so I'm I'm into it. It's a, um, it's a streak. We'll be back next week. Yeah. And uh, he's starting a new streak. He's the new Iron Man. Uh, Steve Ripkin, that's what we call him. Uh, <laughs> until then, stay safe. And uh, we will see you all at the movies. And uh, don't make a movie with a bad twist. And it won't make fun of you. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>